Blog Talk Radio. I'm just a humble servant of Yahweh, 
He is our supreme Elohim. He is our Father, our Heavenly Father, and He is our Master, our Creator. I speak to you in the name of Yahusha Hamashiach, our elder brother, our high priest, and our eternal king. Hallelujah. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the spiritual Torah of the Peshach and the Chag Hatmazad. You probably say, what is Chag Hatmazad? That is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So we're going to break down the basics, the letter and its spiritual intent, so that you can get an understanding. A lot of people have questions. Um, how could Yahusha eat the Passover meal and be the Passover? So we're going to bring all that clarity out on today. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I have some special announcements to give to you. But before we do that, you know we have to play how we proclaim the name of Yahweh. And there arose a king in Egypt who knew not Yahweh. And the fear of the Hebrews fell upon the people of the land. So Pharaoh set taskmasters over the people of the land who laid heavy burdens on them which were bitter to bear. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Most High. And he heard them from beyond the everlasting hills. In time he raised up unto them a deliverer whose name was Mashah. Masha grew mighty and was taught in all the wisdom of Egypt. But he was a man who chose not to live out his days in the pleasures of Mizraim, and so answered the call of his destiny. And he came to the mountain of Alakim, which was called Horeb, where he saw a flame of fire burning around a bush, but the bush was not consumed. The Moloch of the highest appeared to him and spoke from out of the midst of the fire, saying, I have seen the affliction of my people in Egypt and have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Now, therefore, I will send you unto Pharaoh that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Masha asked, when I come to the people and they ask, what is his name? What shall I say? The scriptures declare that Elohim said, Ahiah, Ashar, Ahiah. Meaning I am that I am, I will be who I will be. He said moreover to him, thou shalt you say to the children of Israel, Yahuwah, the Elohim of your fathers. The Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob have sent me unto you. This is my name forever and my memorial unto all generations. And the children of Israel became vain in their imaginations and corrupt in all their ways so that they sought to replace the name of Yahuwah with the name of Adonai, meaning Lord. And many forgot his name and went after Baal, which also means the Lord. And from that time, many false names for our Creator have gone out into the world, following us into these last days and creating a controversy among the nations. Our Heavenly Father, who desires that his elect be not ignorant of his name, nor that we should be moved by the signs of the times. 
but that we should be steadfast in the truth, not wavering nor tossed and turned by the mouths of men. For some say that his name is Yahweh, while others say that it is Jehovah. Still others foolishly declare that it cannot be known. But we who are called and chosen have a sure word of revelation which has come down from the Father of light. Who would not have his people to walk in darkness. For I declare that we are the children of light. For he has revealed through the Ruach. Take the original vowel sounds A and U, which are from the three pure vowel sounds which make up all the Semitic languages and apply them to the four Hebrew letters, Yod, Hey, Wah, Hey, and the name of Yahuwah is revealed. Therefore, let the name of Yahuwah rise upon the islands of Indonesia, and echo beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Let his magnificent name soar above the heights of the Himalayas, rest upon the shores of Sri Lanka. The voice of a messenger rides upon the clouds, races on the wings of the wind, saying, Send tidings of his name to them that dwell in Ghana. Let the name of Yahuwah shake the land of Africa. Declare his name in Zambia, Tanzania. Let it be shouted from Mozambique. Send messengers to sail across the Nile and awaken them that dwell in the Sudan. Let the name of Yahuwah invade the mountains of Afghanistan and rock the whole Middle East. Let his mighty name stretch forth with wings across Europe and Asia and cause them to tremble and sleep in China. Oh, let his name circle over the Atlantic, the Pacific, and all the oceans of the world to touch the shores of America. That his name might ring from the peaks of the Appalachian Mountains to the end of the Rio Grande, let his name extend out over the continental divide and journey down to field Brazil. Oh, let Yahuwah's elect publish his name in every nation and kingdom on the face of the earth. Let it be published in every country, in every city, and in every state. Yea, let it mount up and ride upon the wings of the eagles. Let it glide with the falcons, the hawks, and the crows. Let it reach up beyond the heights of the condors, that his name might touch the stars and fill the cosmos. Let the Malachim come down from the Shamayim. Let them ride upon the chariots of fire. Let them circle the cities. Let them stand upon the walls. Sound an alarm to the ends of the earth. And lift up the trumpet to declare Yahuwah is mighty. Our king is strong. He has subdued the nations. He has crowned the sun. Let everything that has breath sing praises to his name. Let everything with breath praise the name of Yahuwah. Finally, when the end comes, when all things have been put under his feet, and all the nations have been gathered to meet in the city of gold, which is planted in paradise, we will all lift up together with one voice, magnify the name of Yahuwah forever. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. That was proclaiming the name of Yahweh by our brother Bennett. Hallelujah. And we are so excited that you are back onto the air of Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio. I'm here. I'm glad that you are here with us. Uh, so many people are logging in and tuning in. Um, to all of my Mishpaka, to all of my family, and Yahweh. Uh, just a couple of announcements before we go ahead and begin. Uh, first and foremost, on this evening, we're going to be having a Zoom teaching of the Peshach. Uh, our family uh, will be gathering together um, at the Kingdom Harvest within our home um, right here in Charlotte, and we're going to go ahead and have our particular um, instruction. Um, if you'd like to tune in, please email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com or email us at kingdomharvestcongregation at gmail.com so that you will be able to have the link to watch the teaching. I'll be doing a practice um, Zoom teaching, and I'll be giving exhortation and encouragement at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you are in the Central Time Zone, it will be at 1 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. If you would like to be linked in to our Zoom broadcast, please email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. Plus, we will have a teaching later on this evening at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time from the Kingdom Harvest. So please email me so that way you'll be able to tune in to our broadcast. So now Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio is going visual. Um, we are going to be up under the flag name of the Kingdom Harvest. And so, therefore, we would uh, invite you to watch our broadcast. For those who are unable to make it, you'll be able to simply click on the Zoom link, and you'll be able to enjoy uh, watching the teachings. Um, you'll be able to see your moray um, or your, um, your aki. You'll be able to see your brother your ach for the first time <laughs> in such a while. I really don't like to be seen. I'd rather to be heard. Hallelujah. So I will be going ahead and uh, each and every Shabbat, uh, the Kingdom Harvest will be doing a certain teaching. Uh, we always teach from a PowerPoint perspective, also from a whiteboard. So we do a lot of writing and things like that. And we do, most importantly, uh, we study to show ourselves approved unto Yahweh. We do search the scriptures, and we do indeed, while we read and meditate on this word day and night, we are looking for mysteries and revelation of Yahweh and his hakmah, his wisdom. Hallelujah. So uh, that's what the Kingdom Harvest stands on, the word of Yahweh, and we do invite you. So uh, if you like the link to join us, Tonight uh, or this afternoon or both, please email me once again at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. We will have our first instruction tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be doing a testing at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time so that you'll be able to adjust your controls and to make sure that you are connected properly uh, for our instruction on tonight. So I did send some emails out, and there will be more that I will be sending out within the hour 
so that way you'll be able to join us. So as soon as I'm done with the broadcast, an hour later, I will be doing the first instruction. Um, I'll be doing a little bit of practicing just to try to get the adjustments and to make sure everything is okay for tonight. Okay? Hallelujah. On tomorrow, we will be having a talk, teach, and testify teaching at 12 noon. Uh, it's going to be pertaining to the Chag Hot Bazaar, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the spiritual Torah of the Moedim, or the Moed, pertaining to the Chag Hot Bazaar. So we would love for you to uh, listen in to that. Tune in. That will be tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. I do uh, assume or I am um, coming into learning that um, our engagement in Rock Hill, South Carolina, probably has been canceled. I haven't received a phone call or anything of the nature. So, therefore, we're going to proceed and get the Kingdom Harvest um, ready. We will be also having a Zoom instruction and teaching on tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time. So, brothers and sisters, you'll be getting a double dose, right? You'll be able to uh, get talk, teach, and testify at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Then at 3 o'clock p.m., we will continue with the Kingdom Harvest on Zoom. Then on Sunday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time, if you're on the West Coast, it will begin at 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We will be doing both the Kingdom Harvest, and Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio simultaneously. So they're going to be done at the same time. Hallelujah. So it will be at 12 noon um, Eastern Standard Time. Okay? That's just to get that out there to you so that you can uh, go ahead and uh, if you are unable to watch us through Zoom, you'll be able to listen to it through blog talk radio or you could do both so uh we are trying to make it more visual so that people would be able to see the writings and things like that plus i will have a powerpoint presentation so that everybody will be able to see okay so i'm working very hard on trying to make sure that the transition from radio into video um is perfect so i'm working very hard on that um, and this is done to serve the people of Yahweh. So this is why I'm trying so hard to do um, this particular conversion. Also, um, you know, it, it makes you weary to because you want things to be perfect unto Yahweh. You want to please him and magnify him. So please keep me in my mishpaka in prayer. Okay? Hallelujah. All right. I believe that's it for all of the announcements. Uh, if you have questions or concerns, please email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. If you want to give a donation, you may uh, email me and I'll give you links to that. Or you can always go through uh, www.blogtalkradio. Even if you want to listen into the archives for that, okay? Uh, if you want to listen to um, any of the recorded broadcasts, you can go simply on there. I've been doing teachings uh, for the Peshach and for the Chag Hot Bazaar for about five years now. So this is going on um, year six. Hallelujah. It, it gets more exciting 
when you learn more revelation and insight pertaining to the Peshach and how Yahuwah, even though the nation of Yahshua did not receive Torah yet, he still loved them. He loved them so much uh, when they were under the house of bondage, when we talk about Misraim, that he heard their cries and he wanted to free them and he wanted to set them free and bring them into Bad Mitzvah, into the wilderness. Hallelujah. If you look at the first five books of the scriptures, people call it the Torah. Okay, let's look at that first and foremost. Okay, the first five books. You're looking at, it says in English, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Right? In the Abri, or in the Hebrew, it has a more powerful revelation to that. Genesis is produced, or it is pronounced as Barashit. Exodus is pronounced Shamut. Uyaikra is for Leviticus. Bar Mitbar is Numbers. Dabaram is Deuteronomy. Why is the brother going over the first five books of Torah and speaking it in Abi or in Hebrew? It has a powerful message to that. And let's go over what each one means. Okay? Now, the first one is Barashit. In the beginning, or in such a beginning. What happened in the beginning? Shamut. These are the names, okay? Now, this is very, impair, uh, you know, very important. Uh, sham, shamut. Shamut means names. Sham or sham is singular for name. Shamut, okay? And these are the names. In the beginning, these are the names. What is uyaikra? Uyaikra means that he called out, okay? Uh, maybe we need to get the understanding of Uyaikra. Uh, yakra in the Hebrew means to recite or to bring out loud, okay? So it means to encounter, okay? So Uyaikra means if these are the names that he called forth or he called out. What is the next one? The next one is by Midbar. That means in the wilderness. These are the names that he called out or he brought out in the wilderness. Debarah means and these are his words. Hallelujah. So we read, in the beginning, these are the names that he called out into the wilderness, and these are his words. And so, therefore, it is the instructions that you will receive when you are brought out into the wilderness. This was all done during the book of Shamut, the um, the book of Exodus, as they would call it in English. So you can see how in the English... It, be, it could be quite confusing, but as you read 
in the Uyakra or in uh, or in the Parvitpar, please forgive me, in the Parvitpar, uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, and as you read in the other books, in the Abrit or in the Hebrew text, you'll be able to find out the true meaning and revelation as to what Yahuwah is actually saying to his people. I want to go slowly, if we will, to go over these particular instructions. Someone asked me this question. Why are you keeping the Passover when uh, when Yahusha, when he ate on the Passover? And I'm listening to them like, did they really eat on the Peshach or did they eat before Hashem? or HaPashach, or the Passover. Brothers and sisters, we do not study properly. A lot of people, when they study, they just recite scripture and don't even look at whether or not it has been tampered with. What is the agenda of the particular scriptures that you're reading? Are you reading it from the pure um, Hebrew text, or are you reading it from the King James Version of 1611, when you knew that these particular people of the Roman Catholic Church had an agenda. Or maybe because they simply did not have a Abri or a Hebrew mindset, and they could not understand those things that were written. And so we have talked about for the past couple of weeks how they would add in their own commentary to try to make sense of the Hebrew mindset and the culture of the Hebrews. Hebrews just simply means one or those who crossed over. Crossed over from where? From the house of bondage and into the wilderness. That's what Abri or Hebrew means. They are the sons and daughters of Abar, Abraham. You get it? So I'm going to read to you a very corrupted version of the NIV. This is what somebody brought to my attention. It was brought to other people's attention as well. But somebody asked me this. They said, now, when I read the book of Mark, it says one thing. Mark 14. I read it from this. And this is what I got. They read Mark 14. Verse number 12. This is what they read. And the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover, his disciples said unto him, Where will you that we go and prepare that we may or that you may eat the Peshach? And he sent forth two of his disciples and said unto them, Go ye into the city, and there you shall meet a man bearing a pitch of water, follow him. And wheresoever he shall go in, you say to the good man of the house, the master said, where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared. Did you get that? The large upper room. There make ready for us. Verse 16, and the disciples, his disciples went forth 
and came into the city and found as he had said it to them, and they made ready the Passover. Let's read verse 17. Clearly it states, and in the evening he comes with the twelve. In the evening he comes with the twelve. Now, you got to look chronologically, and I went over this before and talked teaching touch by radio, but I will make this more clearly as to when this took place. They call it the Last Supper, right? <laughs> and I'm saying, you know, laughing at that because he even had dinner with them after that. Now, you have to understand these particular pagan mindsets, whether they were from England, Spain, or Portugal, or even the Romans, they did not keep the set-apart days of Yahweh. They didn't even try to understand the Torah in the order of such, and they did not even try to uphold the ordinances. And they didn't even consider context. They just tried to translate as the best as they could, word for word. And you have to understand simultaneously as they were converting or translating the word, word for word, they didn't want Yahusha to be the Hamashiach, but rather they were trying to mold him into a Greek demigod. That's where you get Jesus from. And they actually replaced the word Peshach, with the word Easter, and so forth. Let's look at that, because it is one verse in the book of Acts that talks about the word Ashtar, or Easter. It had nothing to do with the Peshach. They just replaced it. And here's my question, before we begin getting deeper into the instruction. Easter, it pertains to the what? To the, re- to the resurrection of the sun god, Jesus, right? Or Jesus. But Peshach deals with the death of Yahusha, which the world celebrates on Good Friday. And we still don't understand to this day how do you get three days and three nights out of that. But let's look at Acts chapter 12, verse 4. I'm going to show you where they did the manipulation. And I'll get back to Mark in a minute. It shows us in the book of Acts, this is the Acts of the Ruach, right? Acts chapter 12, it states in verse 1, Now about that time, Harad the Malek stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the congregation, which we call the Kahal. And he killed Yacob, the brother of Yahukahanan, with the sword. And because he saw it, pleased the Yahudim, or the people of Judea, that's what they would use in this terminology, he proceeded further to take Kepha also. Look what they put in brackets. When any time you see that, that means that that was added in. That's added commentary. It says, Then were the days of unleavened bread. 
you're going to see how they don't understand how Peshach and unleavened bread goes together. We're going to go back to Leviticus 23 in just a minute. Verse 4, watch this. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four what? Quarantines of soldiers to keep him, intended after Easter to bring him forth to the people. I'm just reading from the King James Version. But if you look at Strong's Concordance G59 or G3957, it says Pashka. That is the Chazidean way of saying Pashak or Passover. It says the meaning of the Pashak or the Pashka is the meal or the special sacrifices connected to it. Okay. What does Ashtar, I'm sorry, Easter, have anything to do with Peshach? Nothing at all. They're trying to make sense out of it. And because of that, they used a pagan way to do it. I'm just showing you, and this is just in your King James Version, and I don't know how people can say that the purest version of the scriptures is the King James. I don't know how they can say that or put their mouth together to even say such a thing. So you see the mishap there. Okay. I'm just going over a couple of errors that people are talking about. Let's go to Matthew 26. I just wanted to show you the only place that they talk about Easter. And they wasn't even talking about Easter. Uh, They just put in Easter there so that the converts who come into Christianity can observe it. And they, they, you know, they'll be ready to argue with you on there. Now, let's look at the timeline. We know that Yahusha came in on the 10th day of the first month, right? Okay, came into Jerusalem. Just like the Lamb did in Exodus, Shamut. We're going to go over that in a minute. Listen to verse 1 and 2 of Mediau chapter 26. And it came to pass when Yahusha had finished all these sayings, he said unto his Tamidim, his students, his disciples, you know that after two days, is the feast of the Peshach, and the Son of Man is portrayed to be crucified. You know that after two days is the feast of the Peshach, and the Son of Man is portrayed to be crucified. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't say that we're going to have the feast of the Passover. They were preparing for the Peshag. Remember, we got through reading that back in the book of Mark. You're going to see the manipulation of how they try to confuse us with uninspired translation. That was done wrong. You see that? It tells us in Matthew 
it tells them, go get ready. Because Pashak is two days away. And I'm going to be handed over to be crucified. Okay? Now, the Passover meal, everybody talks about that, is not eaten on the first day of unleavened bread. Okay? We're going to make sense of all of this on today. We're talking about the remembrance meal is what Yahusha had with his Tamidim. He didn't have the Passover meal because, remember, he was the Pashak. And I'm going to give you evidence to prove that, that he was the Passover. Before we go into getting the correct version of Mark chapter 14, and also, it's also miswritten, especially, uh, I believe, in the book of uh, Matthew or Matthew. They, they just messed that up there. And, and we're going to go to Matthew 26 again. We're going to go down to a later verse. Let's go over, first and foremost, the structure and the foundation of the Peshach. The Peshach, Strong's Concordance, 6452, it means to hesitate or to skip over. To hesitate, it means to pass over. It means also, brothers and sisters, to spare. Hallelujah. It also means the victim or the festival of the Peshach. That's strong Concordians H. Six four five three. Pashak, same thing. It is the victim. It is the celebration, or it is not the celebration, but the festival of the victim, the offering that they would use. Now, we're making clarity, correct, of the particular structure of the Pashak. We want to make this clear. Let's look at Shamu chapter 12. We're going to make clarity of all of this, and we're going to read it correctly, okay? Because we need to know the origins of the Peshach, and this is where people get it confused. Then we're going to go to Uyikra or Leviticus chapter number 23 so that we can get correct, uh, you know, a correct meaning of this. This is what it reads, Shamut, Exodus chapter 12. And Yahuwah spoke unto El-Masha and El-Aharon in the land of Mizraim, saying, this Kodush, remember we went over this, Kodush doesn't mean new moon, it means this month, shall be unto you Rasha Kadashim, which means what? Beginning of month. It shall be the what? It should be the Rishon Kodush. It is the first month of the what? Of Hashanah, of the year to you. It does not mean the first new moon. You speak unto all the assembly of Yashariel, saying, In the tenth yom of this Kodush, you shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. 
And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man, according to his eating, shall make your count for the lamb. Verse 5, your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first shana, or the first year. You should take it out from the sheep or from the goat. Listen to verse 6 closely. And you shall keep it up until the 14th yom of the same kodash. This is pertaining to the first month. And the whole multitude of the assembly of Yasharel shall kill it, Bini Horebim. And they shall take up the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorposts of the houses wherein they should eat it. And they shall eat it. The flesh in that what? Layla. In that night, roast with fire in matzah. And with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. We're going to talk about this terminology in, in just a moment. Eat not of it raw, nor saw at all with water, but roast with fire. His head with his legs and with the putinance thereof. And you shall let nothing of it remain until the what? The bracha. And that remains of it until the bracha you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Listen, and you shall eat it in haste. It is Yahuwah's Pashak. We're going to go over that in just a minute. It is Yahuwah's Pashak. Verse 12, For I will pass through the land of Mizraim this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Mizraim, both man and beast, and against all the Elohah of Mizraim, I will execute judgment. He's talking about all the mighty ones of Mizraim. I am Yahweh. Verse 13, And the blood shall be to you for Mark, or covenant upon the houses where you are. And when I see at the blood, remember if you read Torah, the blood is the life thereof, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Mizraim. Listen closely to verse 14 and 15 as well. This is why we have to study it like this. Verse 14 says, And this day shall be unto you for memorial, and you shall keep it a feast to Yahweh throughout your generations. Listen, you shall keep it a feast by an ordinance, Ulam, forever. Seven days. Now you're starting to see how it shifts the Peshach brings you, is the door that brings you into the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Listen, seven days shall you eat matzah. Even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eat chametz, that's leaven bread, from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from your shariel. Let's stop here. The lamb. 
Let's go back to the time that you are to keep Pashat. This is where people get the confusion. Let's go back to verse 16. In the King James Version, this is what you'll read. you read this. You should keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Yasharel, they have Israel here, should kill it in the evening. Let's read from another perspective. The Sephir, it reads, and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole multitude of the assembly of Yasharel should kill it in the evening. I like the ISR version of 1998, verse 6. They get it correct. This is what they write. And you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then all the assembly of the congregation of Yashariel shall kill it between the evenings. Wait a minute. We read in the other versions in the evening. But we read here, between the evenings. It is very accurate, brothers and sisters, that we say between the evenings. This is what Yahusha was preparing with his Tamidim about. Him being the Passover lamb, being crucified between the evenings. Wait a minute. I got a question. What is between the evenings? What is that? It was a term that the Yahudim would use from the time that the sun starts to go down until when the sun actually goes down. That is called Beni Harebin. That means between the evenings. You can look it up. Uh, I give you the Strong's Concordance for each one. Beni is the first word. That is Strong's Concordance H996. It is the location of a word. It means between or betwixt. Horeb, Strong's Concordance, H6153. But we read in the Hebrew, and it's plural. It says Horebim. Anytime you get the im at the end, or ot, it means it's plural. It's more than one. So that's why you get Beni, which is between or betwixt. Horebin, between the evenings. There's no way you're going to say between evening. Between evening and what? So they had to make it plural. Beni Horebin, between the evenings. I love when Yahuwah said, this will be a sign, this will be a mark, that when I come through, you would not die. Now, I've heard a lot of people talk about the modern Hebrew letter Tau and how it has the you know the two side and the one upper doorpost and how it looks just like the letter and the letter Tau for those of you who study the Hebrew letters it is a what a sign or a covenant that's a powerful revelation to look at, right? Hallelujah. 
So when Yahuwah saw the mark of the blood, he passed over them. Now, this is why Christianity, now it's so funny how they don't honor Torah or they don't want to do the law, but they want to plead the blood. This is where they get the terminology plead the blood from. And they could put it on, on their door, their kids, their cars, and the father will honor that. This is what they teach. They don't understand the spiritual intent of why the blood of the lamb had to be on the doorposts of their homes. It goes into understanding who is your master, your Elohim. I'm teaching now from a Hebrew perspective now. The Hebrew mindset is this. The word lob means heart or mind. It contains a couple of letters. Lamed. The Lamed is the shepherd. The particular bet that pertains to within or the heart or uh, better yet the house. The love or the mindset, it pertains to who you allow to run your household. Who you allow from a deeper perspective to run your heart or your mind. Like what Elijah or Eliyahu said, if it's Yahuwah, then worship him. But if it's Baal, then you honor him. The children of the nation of Yashariel, who kept the lamb in their home for four days, slaughtered the lamb between the evenings, put the blood on the doorpost of their homes, on the side, two side posts and the upper doorpost. So, and this is all about following instructions. Then what they did with the lamb, with the flesh, they ate it that night, roasted with fire, and what? Mazah. The Mazah is Strong's Concordance, H4682. It is unleavened bread. It is a sweetness to it. It does not have yeast in it. Yeast brings a bitter taste to the bread. <laughs> okay. Let's look at it from a deeper perspective. The reason why Yahuwah told him not to put the leaven in it. Of course, he was bringing a powerful spiritual revelation to it, but more so from a physical perspective, it takes a while for leaving to rise up, and they would not have had time to wait for the bread to rise up. You can read it very simply. When we went over, when he told them in verse 11, you shall eat it with your loins girded. Okay, make sure, you know, you got your belt on tight. Make sure you're able to restrain your garments. The shoes on your feet, that means we're about to go, because according to Hebrew customs, the only time you put on your shoes was when it was time for you 
to what? To travel or to journey and staff in your hand. That is a revelation about power. That's about being able to guide the staff in your yard, in your hand, knowing which direction you shall go because you have that power to understand. You shall eat it in haste. I want to go over that word right there. The word haste, okay, Strong's Concordance, H24, I'm sorry, 2649, it means to have a hasty flight, to do something quickly. The Brown Driggs, uh, the Brown Driver Briggs says what? To eat hurriedly. To do it quickly. Why did they have to eat it quickly? Because it was going to go into another day. It's going to go into the 15th day of the first month. This also shows proof and revelation that our day goes from evening unto evening. Why did Yahuwah instruct them to hurry up and eat it? And don't let none of it remain until the morning. You're to eat it between the evenings. When the sun goes automatically down, it should be out of your household body. You should have no, no what? No leaving bread in your home. The Hebrew word is hametz. Strong's Concordance H2557. Hametz means Raised or leaving bread or extorted bread, or they use the terminology of extortion. Okay. The elder brother, the emissary, known as Shaul, spoke about it in the renewed covenant in his letter. Let's see what he wrote. To the Corinthians. I love this one. First Corinthians chapter five. This is how you keep the Pashak in the feast of unleavened bread. Listen to how he teaches them. First Corinthians chapter five. Who is he teaching? He's teaching converts because they do not understand the mindset yet of the Avriam or of the Hebrews. But he would teach them here. Listen. He uses the example of how sexual immortality had tried to defile the congregation at Corinth. Shaul is going to teach them through this action of sexual immortality how to remove the germs of evil from the kahal. Listen. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication is as not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. And you are puffed up and have not rather mourned 
that he that had done this deed might be taken away from among you. They kept him in the congregation. Isn't that contrary to what the church teaches about this is a hospital and we want all sinners to come in? When it comes to the proselyte or the convert, they are to relieve themselves of all sin and then come into the congregation. So it goes is much contradictory when it comes to Christianity. Let's keep reading. He continues and says in verse 3, For I say barely as absent in body, but present in Ruach, have judged already as though I were present concerning him that has sowed this deed. I'm not there in the body. I'm not there physically, but I'm there spiritually. In the name of our sovereign king, Yahusha HaMashiach, when you are gathered together in my Ruach with the power of our sovereign king, Yahusha HaMashiach, to deliver such as one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the Ruach may be saved in the day of the sovereign king, Yahusha. Listen, verse 6. Watch how he transitions talking about the appointed feast. Your esteeming is not good. You know not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Perch out, therefore, the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Mashiach, our Peshach, is sacrificed for us. Let's read that again. Powerful teaching from Shaul. Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, the old man, the sinful man, the lustful man, that you may become a new lump, born again, revived, renewed, washed, as you are unleavened. You are now without sin because of the Ruach. For even Mashiach, our Peshach, Yahusha was the Passover lamb, is sacrificed for us. Verse 8, listen. Therefore let us keep the chag, the feast of unleavened bread, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread, which is the matzah, not the hamatz, but with the matzah, bread of sincerity and amet and truth. And it is so. So you read here in this letter, this is not scripture, this is a letter that uh, Shu wrote to the Corinthians. You read here the spiritual intent of the Peshach and the unleavened bread. You see? Right there. This is how you're going to keep it. Not just throwing all the bread out of your home and, and trying to clear it out, but more so, you should have had time to clear your heart out of all uh, sin and disobedience because you are now unleavened bread. I wanted to show you that. In closing, let's go back to Matthew 26 because I want to make clarity. And we're going to do 
uh, a part two of this teaching uh, later on. If you join me on Zoom, I give you a bonus um, teaching of this just to give you a word of encouragement. Uh, if you'd like to join me on Zoom, uh, please email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com, and I will um, send you the link so you can join us. Mediau chapter 26. Listen to how they try to manipulate us. It says here in verse 17. Now, the first day, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when the disciples came to Yahusha saying, where were you that we prepare for you to eat the Peshach? Hold it. Let me read verse 18, 19 and 20, and you'll see how the book of Matthew, or the book of Matthew, how they try to manipulate it just like they did in the book of Luke. This is what it says in verse 18. And he said, go into the city to such a man and said to him, the master says, my time is at hand. I will keep the Peshach at my house with my Tamidim. And the Tamidim did as Yahusha had appointed them, and they made ready the Peshach. Now when the eve was come, he sat down with the twelve. Did you read verse 17? Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Tamidim came to Yahusha saying, where were you that we prepare for you, the Peshach? It's contradictive to Uyakra. Let's read Leviticus 23. Watch this. You're going to see how the King James Version of the Bible manipulated because they tried to say that the unleavened bread came before the Peshach. Hmm, you read it there. This is what it says. Verse number 4 of Leviticus 23 clearly states these of the Hakim or the Feast of Yahweh, even Kodesh, set apart convocations, which you shall proclaim in their Moedim. Verse 5 says what? In the 14th day of the first Kodesh, between the evenings, is Yahweh's Peshach. That would be like, I'm going to use modern time from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. That would be called between the evenings. When you start to feel the cooler of that, this is when it starts to get colder. From the sun about to go down till when it actually goes down. This is Yahuwah's Peshach. Keep that in mind. Yahusha wasn't getting the Tamadine ready for the Peshach. He's getting them ready for the remembrance meal. Do this in remembrance of me. This is my body. This is my blood, right? This is this this wine, this is my blood. That's called the Chak the Chaki, the Chakia meal. The remembrance meal. Verse six. And on the fifteenth day of the same Kodush is the Chakhat Mazat unto Yahweh. Seven Yahin, seven days, you shall eat what? Matzah, unleavened bread. So how could the unleavened bread, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, come before the Peshach? Well, we read that the Peshach 
comes as an introduction to escort us into the Chaghat Bazaar. You see that? All right. We're going to do a part two on tomorrow. I'm going to do a bonus teaching later. Okay, I would like for you to join me. Hallelujah. Um, if you want to uh, come on to Zoom, uh, please send me an email, talkteachtestifyatgmail.com, and I will go more pertaining to that. I'll be able to do some screen sharing and things like that. Break it down for just about a half hour or so uh, so that you'll be able to get that understanding. Then we're going to do our first Zoom teaching live tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. I will send the link out for that at approximately 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time so that people can be ready. So if you'd like to join us, please feel free to, uh, you know, feel free to email me, and I will get that out to you. All righty. Hallelujah. Much ahava to my brothers, ahava to my sisters. This has been another talk, teach, and testify instruction. Hallelujah. We're getting ready for the Peshach. We're getting ready for that Passover. On the Passover meal, this is eating the lamb. You do that between the evenings. Now you can get ready for the what? The washing of the feet. I'm going to be talking about that on tonight on, on Zoom. And I'm going to also talk about that as well um, through the practice Zoom at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard. I think that's like an hour from now. Okay? So we'll be getting ready for that. All righty. Hallelujah. Shabbat shalom, everyone, and shalom, shalom. We're getting ready to be escorted into our Shabbat as soon as the Pashak is done. We will be going into our our what? Into our Shabbat. All right. Shalom and Shabbat shalom. Hope to see you on tonight through Zoom. If not, I'll see you on the air tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time through blog uh, blog talk, talk, teach, and test radio. Shalom and Shabbat shalom.